What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. I'm your host, Armand. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Armand, A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up all one word. The official Clock Radio Speakers podcast is at CRS Podcast. We are on Facebook, search Clock Radio Speakers. Um, there better not be any other Clock Radio Speaker shows. Uh, if they are, let us know so we can vi- like furiously... What, what do you do on Facebook? Do you just like, do you report them as spam? How does that work? Nah, you and me, we're going to get on the mic and we're going to recreate the ghost face Raekwon and elude. <laughs> what, the killer tape one or, the Cl- or Clyde Smith? <laughs> not Clyde Smith. I'm not pitching <laughs> my voice down. Yo, that was one of my first early nerd moments is like, I took that and I actually taught myself how to like pitch it up and I was like, wait a minute. That's Raekwon. That's Raekwon. <laughs> Ah, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I say? Twitter, uh, every Sunday night, uh, you can find us on The Pulse Radio, thepulse-radio.com, Sunday night, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern. You can also find episodes of Clock Radio Speakers on The Pulse Radio now. So super official. You can get all things Clock Radio Speakers there. And uh, did I get everything, Doc? You, I think so. Uh, what's okay. going on, everybody? Follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats, S not a Z. Um, how's it been, man? It's been a little while. So we, we took a week off. Yeah. Yep. Took a week off, you know, it's a little crazy out here in these streets, you know, <laughs> grind it, get, get to this money. <laughs> Hustling. I we, had the gr- the we had the grussel. <laughs> you already know, like I had the, I had the, uh, I was actually, I was actually talking, uh, to my homegirl about that, like. You know, that that period in New York, she doesn't remember it, but that period in New York where, you know, rappers were tying paper towels around their head. Like, you know, that was a thing. She doesn't remember. It's just be like, hey, you, you remember this Jadakiss video? Because this this was real. This really happened. I just remember when he was on Rap City, the basement, and Tigger was like, whoa, that's a thing. And he was like, yeah, you know, and then he was asking, like, how often do you change it out and all that stuff? Like, yeah, I'm, do you have to have like a roll of paper? Like, if it's a hot day, like, you know, it's middle of summer. Like, how does that work? Do you... I mean, I think, like, you know how some people will keep, like, you keep, you know, you keep, like, some car care equipment in your car, like a little maybe paper towel to, like, wipe it down or whatever. See, it's double duty. One, on the one hand, you're cleaning off the windshield. On the other hand, you're... <laughs> I can't even finish that stand. <laughs> ah, this is horrible. God, New York rap, yo. New York uh... rap. Yeah, we can't. Can we talk about some New York struggle rap? Like, um, nah, I mean, are we, we going to talk about this uh, before we even get into before we get into all the stuff? I just thought about this. Speaking of New York struggle rap, because uh-huh. I just thought about Busta Rhymes. Um, are we going to talk about this? Uh, twerk the whole, it. huh? Twerk it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the video came out. Nah. During our, our little hiatus, but I was talk- I was more so talking about the uh, the Khaled engagement, the song, and all that stuff. Are we going to talk about that? Do we need to? I mean. I'm, it's one thing when rappers have to, to resort to like promotional gimmicks to sell, but like Khaled's whole appeal is like he's bringing together these all-star casts to make these songs, and now even he is struggling with these promotional gimmicks. Um, uh, you know, does anybody care at all? It was a thing. Khaled was, I mean, he was trending on Twitter, so I mean, it was like a Twitter thing, yeah, but... It was trending on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, he he got MTV to actually, you know, show his his little proposal or whatever. So, you know, 
Can we more so talk about this, this, uh, this almost to a degree, I don't think it's oversaturation yet, but Nikki is everywhere. Nikki's everywhere. She's um, jumping on like, eh, she's on two records. She's on, she's on a Mario single. Like she's, I mean, it's funny the, because, you know, normally she just did American Idol. So is, yeah. is this the, is this the obvious, I'm going back to my roots. I'm going back to the urban side because the pop side didn't work out or, or, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say, you know, this is uh, probably, you know, the beginnings of sort of the, I don't want to say a reclamation project because it's not that bad, but yeah, you know, we'll probably have an album, what, fourth quarter? Yeah, I mean, God, nobody's dropping after Drake, so yeah, I, I would, I would say so. October, November, December is wide open, and usually that's her, that's her lane. Well, you're not, you're not concerned about, you know, Busta Rhymes, ELE two. You're not, you don't think that's going to be. You mean with the with the greatest rap trailer in the history of that, social media? I, I, let me, that was incredible. Um, <laughs> I think that's really the destiny of DJ Khaled and Busta Rhymes is to like m- much like. We've got game spitters, right? How we don't want Diddy to really rap. We just want him to talk yes. and talk and talk. You know, Busta Rhymes is, he's, he's an overqualified hype man, right? Like he clearly can rap, but he's an over, he's sort of an overqualified hype man. But man, that was a great trailer. That was a fancy. And, and now, so my, so I'm curious with, with Busta Rhymes, like, what is he going to say? Because when ELE came out, it, there was what? There was two only years left. Ni- is that 98? Nine, I can't remember. That was 98. Yeah, you're right. That was end of 98 because uh, there was a lot of Swiss on that, right? Oh, good Lord. Yes. A uh, lot of lot of Swiss on that. A lot of... Um, no, that was still DJ Scratch. There was a lot of Swiss there on that. There was Scratch on that. No, no, no. Wait, hold up. Uh, let's see. Tear the Roof Off with Swiss. Was Swiss. Uh, just Give It To Me Raw with Swiss. Oh, yeah, but like knots. Oh, a ton of knots on here. Everybody rise. Oh, one of my favorite intros ever. I, I love that. The actual intro is called There's Only One Year Left. You know, just in case. Yeah. Oh, yo, I really forgot about is they getting wild? Is they getting is they wilding with us or getting rowdy with us? Yeah. <laughs> I, yo, 98 Armand thought that that was like the greatest idea ever. No. Because Buster Rhymes I'm, is crazy and Mystical is crazy. Nah, mind blown. Give me some more is incredible. Give me some more is incredible. I still like a uh, party is going on over here. I do um, like that one. I like, uh, I, I, you know, I like Tear the Roof Off. I think that works. I like Tear the, Tear the Roof Off did work. I mean, I really that, like that's it. like vintage, you know, Swiss, you know, boom, boom, just like him plucking on the keyboard, but it works. I, I really loved, uh, what was the song after Everybody Rise with the, with the children? Where are we about to take it? La. Yeah, that was all right. Nah, nah. Oh, that sample was retarded. Nah, give me some more. That's the real winner from this, right? I mean, um, did we did we like? Yeah, you remember uh, you remember do, do the Busta Bus? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the remix that was on the Violator um, compilation that wasn't that bad. But yes, the the, the <laughs> and then the, and then he had like yeah, because the end of the album got really weird. He had the Lenny Kravitz song, then he had the Ozzy Osbourne song. Uh oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember those. Oh man, those days—they were just throwing money everywhere. That that, God, Jan, that Janet video, that Janet video, cost like two million dollars or something crazy like that. And now, in retrospect, that video is so gaudy and like not good. Awful. Like, I wonder what a two million dollar video would look like now. It would be like Buster Rhymes is in your house. Could you imagine what DJ Khaled could do with two million dollars? 
Oh my god! See, that would just create one song. See that? Get, can we get, get a kick, runners? Can we get a Kickstarter for that? Because like, people are kickstarting people have money to make movies now. Why can't we kickstart? God bless Spike Lee, man. Or better yet, you know how like Sci-Fi did, you know, Sharknado. Still need to watch that. Like, if they're throwing money at stuff like Sharknado, you're trying to tell me you couldn't like throw some money at DJ Khaled to just do a 30 minute over the top like DJ? He did Khaled. it. No, no new friends. The movie but, right? <laughs> that was ten minutes of awfulness. I'm talking a bigger scale. Yeah, I need a whole. I need Belly Two start. Or I'm yeah. sorry, Belly no. Three. No, no, no. Game already Belly Two. Oh god. Now you're talking. I, yes, I need Belly Three. DJ DJ Khaled with Hype Williams. Oh my god, duh. See, I need that. With every B level rapper, Movado, Ace Hood. You're just describing every- we the best right now. I just want to warn you. <laughs> Oh, speaking of game spitters, um, did you see uh, Baby has said that he is uh, trying to work it out to work with Manny Fresh again? Well, so, I don't know. Maybe he needs someone new to leech off of because you, you you see the reports that um, you know Drake might not be so happy with his Young Money uh, affiliation right now. Yeah, I heard, but I heard about that a, a while ago, and not even on the you know when you know the story came out about them suing and all that last year. That was like earlier this year where they were saying that i think five people get paid before drake does That's so he's, true but like nikki do you see yeah, the thing he, from nikki on on flex nah i didn't you know she it, she was being all sort of cryptic <laughs> as cryptic mean? as she can be where she was let me see oh let me pull this up hold up i like how we didn't have this in any of our notes by the way everybody we're just sort of not at all see i told you i told you this was gonna happen you were like this is gonna be a short episode nope all right, can I find this? Now I gotta listen to now I gotta listen to ELE when I'm done. <laughs> uh, where was it? Yeah, so let's see. So Flex asks, is he you know is he in Young Money? He's like something's definitely not the same. So what she says is people's perception of their reality is their is their perception of their reality. <sighs> Mind blown. That's smart, dumb. That um, is that is Facebook wisdom, like you wouldn't believe. And it, so she's basically a lot of Facebook wisdom here. And then she goes, "All I could say is, Little Wayne is everything to me. I can't speak for anyone else. What Young Money and Cash Money did for Nicki Minaj, I can never repay them." Hmm. Hmm. So basically, she she's she could she could or could not be alluding to, you know. Play it, know your role and shut your mouth. Mm, pretty much. But what happens when, you know, what happens when Ron Harper becomes a bigger star than Michael Jordan? No. Um, also, while I, while I was founding that, this is, this is great. Do we need to say anything else about Nikki and Drake? Well, we, no. we, we, we can come back to Drake in a minute because I want to talk about him in Weekend. Okay. But this is great. You're going to love this. So there's a story out came out a couple hours ago. Two Chains is saying that Kanye West told him not to put Jay Z on Boats Two Me Time, right? I so, still think the fact that his his album acronym is Boats is hilarious. So apparently he's like, you know, he's talking, you know, I guess because Ye's um, got something on the album. He's like, what do you think about putting Hove on this one? And all, apparently all Kanye says is Me Time. Like in all caps, he just told, like it's all about him. Like really, like that's what I'm saying. Like we were talking about me time before. 
Like that's exactly what it is. Like no, 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 two chains. It's it's me time. <laughs> it's me time. It's a me, ma. That's what that sounds like. Two chains. When he's coming out, he's coming out uh September tenth. That's right. Yeah. Uh, oh, is it the tenth? I thought it was a week after Drake's. So I thought he did the twenty fourth. Yeah, he got smart. He uh, he moved up there, huh? Yeah, kind of have to. Uh, is uh, Fez watching is moving up a little bit? Is it really? A I was going to say, yeah. does anybody even care about Fez watching? Gaining a little steam. Okay, I, I like it a lot more now. That's all right. I mean, I can't. I haven't really thought about it to be honest with you. Um. So actually, let's go back to Drake real quick. So yeah. there was a report we had Drake and Weekend in the studio taking yeah. a picture or whatever. So everyone's like, "Oh, they must have you know squashed their beef." Um. But there was the um. The complex article. The complex we, article was. It's really interesting. You think he was kind of? You think he was gassing a little bit? You think? I think he was gassing a little bit, a little but bit. Little it makes bit? the more I hear from his new album, the more I understand it now. <laughs> what he gave away all his best songs? No, no, no. There was an artist known as the Weekend who had a style, right? I don't think that's the Weekend that we're gonna get on Kissland at oh. all. Come on, the, the the album is called Kissland. I mean, this belonged to the world video. Like, yo, this is I, like dangerously close to like fist pump territory. I didn't even see it. Um, I really at this point, I only listen to the weekend for clock radio speakers purposes. Like, oh. you know, when I call weekend wash like a year ago, mm-hmm. you were indifferent. You were like, no, let's give him some more time. I wanted but to give him more time. I got killed on Twitter for that. They were like, no. I remember the weekend because I remember the tweet. I said, "Does anybody remember the weekend? Remember that guy?" And they're like, "Yeah, I remember him. I remember him. me too." Hey, yeah, me. Like, all right, all right, give it some time. We're visionaries on this show. So, I don't really like to gas myself up. So, but. for starters, like, isn't he? He's a little early on on what on the sort of the, like his this whole aesthetic for Kissland reminds me very much like he's trying to be nostalgic for like that late nineties, right? It feels very Matrix, very like, you know, everybody was obsessed with, uh, let's, let's all, you know, first, you, you know, dudes are getting like Japanese characters tattooed on their biceps. <laughs> like. That was the thing? You didn't, people with, with tattoos of Japanese characters? That was, really? Was it, are are was you serious? Thing? I'm so serious. Like Japanese, like, let it, nah, yeah, absolutely. And I remember like Foxy Brown had like the China doll with like the, and then Jay had like the, the chain that had like the, the Japanese like letter or whatever. I listened to China doll like. Maybe a month and a half ago. What the heck did you do that for? I have no... Oh, because I listened to uh, her Combat Jack interview. Mm. And she said she said that um, Jay wrote, Come Fly With Me. Come Fly With Me? Yeah. Dun, 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 yeah, dun. That was on... Um, that was on... Um, it was supposed to be on Il Nana 2. And it was like right before her, her, um, her hearing went out. Mm-hmm. So that like made me go back and listen to old Foxy stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, tough." I did her ad lib there. Ooh, I did. I did that. Oh. Like, ooh. Yeah, was- I, honestly, her voice is deeper than yours, so you got to go a little bit. <laughs> I, I somehow just fired shots at both you and Foxy Brown in one. You phrase definitely that- <laughs> did. You definitely did. I'm, I'm gonna let that slide. Um. So no, the weekend like it. You know, it's he, he's really going for this like you know dark, dingy, like hey, I'm gonna fetishize japan thing going on um i don't know called it dingy (laughs) (laughs) well i mean not dingy like before where it was like you know i hope you better hope i didn't spike your your drink dingy like this is more like 
I'm trying to be mysterious in Japanese, like that. Kind of, you know, right? It's um, it's because not really working for understand, me. You can't understand the Japanese language, haha. <laughs> oh man, I um, I'm not really impressed with what I'm hearing from the weekend. The best thing I've heard from him over the past year is that French Montana song, which is mm. obviously old. Hmm. Because none of these songs sound like that at all. Now maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you know the label is is trying to look for these commercially accessible records but unless what we're hearing is a total aberration you know we're getting in we'll call it i'll be nice and call it an evolution in his sound i don't think it's a good one but um Mm. i'm not hearing anything that's exciting me right now nah but um you think drake and uh drake and weekend should work together god yes i mean it's obvious you know his um you know, OVO Fest was supposed to happen, what, this weekend or something like that? Yeah. And then they um, they canceled it because of Frank Ocean's uh, vocal cord tear, which we'll talk about in a second. And, you know, obviously the weekend coming out during Drake's set or at Drake's show is going to generate a nice amount of buzz for him mm. and Drake. So I, I'm under the assumption that they've got a couple of records together or they've got something that hopefully they'll be able to capitalize off the buzz of them being back together in the public eye um will bring them yeah hopefully i mean well i don't think party i don't think anybody cares about party next door yeah that came and went yeah so you know he's got a role that needs to be filled on the album (laughs) dang yeah, you can't do that with um you can't do that in the weekend it's still relevant. Like, hey, here's a guy who sounds just like him. That's very, very ninety-five puff daddy. That's yeah, very I mean, okay, Mary J, you wanna go? It's cool, I got Faith Evans. Very ninety-five puff daddy. And uh, and uh, part of me is upset about that because some of those records on party next door are kind of tough. I but then again on the flip, I mean, it came out at a bad time because Nah, the, like there's a lot drops. of weak. There's a lot of weakness on that. Like I don't know. It sounds like a future. It sounds more like a future clone to me than anything else. Uh, <laughs> talk about him in a minute, right? Yeah, we'll talk about it on uh, on Sierra's record. Um, speaking of Frank Ocean, yeah, Frank, you know, they don't like each other. Rat beef. Does anybody like Chris Brown? Nah, uh, Timberland. Yeah, Timbaland's been just apologizing to everybody, huh? Yeah. Do you are you are you are you waiting with with bated ears for this uh Timbaland and Carrie Hilson song apologizing to Jay-Z and Beyonce? No. In fact, they sort of missed the window on that, didn't they? Yeah, that should have came out like two years ago. No, I mean that should I mean the window was three weeks ago. Oh. Uh. I mean, I don't want to hear an apology record. I don't either. But if they were ever going to get it played on the record, that was the time. Why do I mean? What, what you know? What's gonna What's gonna prompt it now? Maybe uh, when Beyonce starts getting a little buzz. You said prompted. <laughs> oh no! I mean, uh, shout out to that Magna Carta album, though. Why? <laughs> yo, you've been in. Yo, you you. <laughs> As they say in Philly, you you've been in your bag. Like you was waiting on stuff. Like I'm just gonna hold this for the show and this for the show. Yo, you yo. Shout out to the solo version of On the Run Part Two that I got. 
Is it just, just Beyonce? It's just Beyonce. Now, doesn't that tell you everything you want to know about that, that about that album? No, it just tells me everything I need to know about that song. That album's grown. I mean, that, that, but that's the crazy part. I think the crazy part about it is that it's still, it's still like when you think about the tracks individually. Overall, it's just okay. But there's a song like something like Futw. Beat is okay. Look, that is the most okay. overrated. That's the most overrated song of the year, unquestionably. I can't, I can't. I mean, the song grew on me like crazy. People lost their mind over that song. Whereas, no, no, no people were like killing. People thought Oceans was like the second coming of Christ. I'm like, Oceans Ooh. is easily one of the one of the only really good songs on that album. And I think you guys just like Frank Ocean a lot. He kills that hook, and that beat is actually good. And, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, try, tell me, be honest with me. If that Ross song, and it's a Rick Ross song, not a Jay Z song. If that Rick right. Ross song was on Rick Ross's album, people would be like, "It's cool." But Absolutely. because it's on Jay's song, on Jay's album, people are like, "Oh man!" Absolutely, I totally agree with. The same that. goes with that that Mike Will snippet. That's a B plus Mike Will be at best. Absolutely. Maybe even not even that. I mean, and people were like, oh my God, it's Jay-Z and Mike Will. And it's like, Mike Will's made 10, has put out, no joke, probably 10 better beats this year alone. Absolutely. I'd rather hear Jay on Body Party. <laughs> but that's funny. Um, is, it, is it an instance like, a, like with, with, with Pusha T and Niggas in Paris where like, you know, it's just the right artist, the artist that brings the best out of that beat? No. Push, you know, we push it just. I don't even think Jay's to... good on that beat. That's the mysterious part about that. Like, when I hear that snippet, I'm like, all right, it's a B plus Mike Will beat, and Jay's flowing horrendously. What am, what am I missing here? His flow isn't that bad on the awful. album. Awful. It's, it's awful not, on the whole album. It's not that bad. Dude's washed. It's an. <laughs> ah, yes. That moment when my slang crosses <laughs> over from Ohio to Connecticut. If this, I mean, it, it's too bad here to use the Grey Hover because this is, we're really in Grey Hover territory now. Grey Hover. Remember, like, we got to a point with, 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 with Jizza where he's, like, he just really started rapping really, really slow. Almost like, like, get Was up this? excited enough to, like, to, like, rap anymore. This Was is probably, this? like, 2003. I was gonna say this is Iron Flag, right? Uh, maybe a little after that. He had a uh, Legend of Liquid, like sometime, yeah, early two thousand two to two thousand four, somewhere in there. Jizza doesn't exist after the uh, his verse on the jump off, run on a track like Jesse Owens. After that, he just he just like kind of his entire flow, his entire flow just, just changed. He just went to a whirlwind, like he just flew up to heaven, and he's just <laughs> sitting there, just waiting on everybody else. I don't. He doesn't exist to me after that. No, I, this jail, like I'm, I feel like I'm just. The cr- like in crazy town with this J album, I'm like, what are you guys listening to? I, I don't get it. Um, okay, but hey, I, well, we totally talked about the, we talked about Frank Ocean for like five seconds. Um, we did Frank Ocean. So uh, he's got this. He's got the lyrics to uh, a Versace freestyle. Yeah, I'm sorry, Versace, 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 Versace. That that's crazy. Like nobody cares about Migos now. Who? Like, <laughs> we have to do, like, we have to. <laughs> much like, no, much like they had the Stone Cold shirts that said what? We just need clock radio speaker shirts that say who? We do. That would be tough. Let's make that happen. Um, clock radio speaker shirts that say who? But yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Um, I, I'm more so concerned. You know, he had to um, he had to cancel. I think it was the first leg of his Australian tour. I think. Now, did you doc? You know, while he's while he's been overseas, he's been in Europe um, over the last few months. Yeah. Um, kind of performing new material. Have you heard any of this new material? I haven't. I try to not do that. Man. I hear sounds, he's in this. I, I heard he's pretty much. It sounds uh, much like a sequel to uh, Channel Orange. It's it sounds good. I'm not worried one about Frank one Ocean. of the song. I can't even think of the name of the song, but I think he did it in Belgium. It's incredible. I'm like, I I need this now. I'm not even worried about that. Like, I, I, he doesn't need an album right now. No, not he's at good. all. He's good. Not at all. Yeah, he's 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 fine. Just wait till next year. Yeah, it's when everybody stops putting out music. Because I don't think, shoot, is anybody going to drop next year? <laughs> everybody will drop next year. Don't worry. 2013. Everybody will drop next year. Just like everybody dropped this year. <laughs> um, oh, we're going to hear we're gonna hear Magna Carta 2, Yeezus 2. Everybody's just going to put out a sequel to what they came out, Born Center 2, The Gifted 2. The Gifted 2. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was the same again. <laughs> <laughs> Funny guy. Um, ah. <laughs> we, are, we we still haven't said. Is there anything we want to say about this Frank Ocean Chris Brown beef? Nah, man. Totally, un- totally unnecessary. Like, just, just. Do you remember that episode? I don't, you probably didn't watch this, but you know, making the band when they had day twenty six. Um, when they did the the first season, when they actually had the contest, there was a point where <laughs> there's a. <laughs> There's a point where the guys who were already in the house, they were getting lazy. And you know Puff. You know, Puff being Puff was like, no, nah, we about to we about to have a whole new audition process. So the guys they picked in the house ended up coming and battling the guys who were already in the house. Of course and they, they did. had a, and they had a sing-off for like the beds. Like that's what Frank Ocean and Chris Brown need to do. They just need to have like a sing-off somewhere with like Rihanna hanging over like a like she's like chained up. And if she drops, it's like into a like a sea of molten lava or something like that, like some Indiana Jones type steez or something. That's what they need to do. Then after that, let it go. <laughs> it's over. When's Chris Brown's album coming out? I have no idea. He really uh, blew that momentum from Fine China. Huh? Good Lord, did he? Um, it was it too was there too much. And maybe this is jumping the gun on our conversation, but, but is there a such thing as too much dancey dance R&B? I mean, you had that. No. You had suit and tie. You got blurred lines. Like, you got a lot of shucking and jiving on the radio in a good way. <laughs> in a good way, because those are all three dope records. Suit and tie is not at all like blurred lines. Um, no, I mean, but I'm saying like as far as tempo, dance, topics. Uh, I like, guess. You know. um, no, I think, I mean, I think good music is good music. Um it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that. I, I don't know. I feel like with Blur Lines, yeah. Blur Lines. I mean, that's an example where Blur Lines did that come out before Fine China? I don't know, man. Probably right around the same time, right? I don't know, man. But, but Blur Lines just blew up, like to a level yeah. that nobody expected. Not at all. Right? Like I was raving about that song from day one. Yep. But I didn't expect it to be a number one single. Nah, not at all. Because it's Robin Thicke. Right, we'll talk about him in a minute. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, in, in true clock radio speakers fashion, we are going to talk about all the white 
pseudo R and B artists all at the same time, and not make a mention to the fact that Doc is of the Anglo descent. I'm very very white. I'm not a pseudo R and B artist though. That'd be great though. Um, that would be hilarious. A Doc R and B album. We could do a best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the jokes are on fire today. <laughs> we could, and we could do like. Does the that mean I'm pulling like, a gun at the concert? Because I'm not really okay with that, man. No, but it does mean that we can reenact Gangstar's first album cover, and we can dress in all leather and pose back to back. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the title would have to be pause. Like I, <laughs> nah, it would have to be like I don't know, like piano keys or something like that. You get it? <laughs> Black, white, huh? Huh? That ebony and ivory joke, that's been around for a long time. Come on. It has. But, you know, that, that's, it, it still somehow stirs up and interests a good chunk of America. Of America. It's funny you say piano keys because I, I was walking around the other day and, and, and an idea for uh, KFC Part 2 popped in my head. I just thought you, know you know what, should know yo, <laughs> shout out to Shout out to my DJ, O Sharp, who I asked. <laughs> Did he play KFC? <laughs> Dog. I was at dog. I'm I'm at my release party. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the release party. We didn't talk about the release party. You had a release party. I had a release party for my album. I did on Saturday. It was amazing. Thank you to everybody who came out. We packed the venue. Um, It was it was amazing. We'll have video up pretty soon. T-shirts. By the time you hear this, uh, Cairo shirts will be available at thisiscairos.com, armandwakeup.com, all that good stuff. Um, Yeah. So my DJ. This is the funny part. My DJ. I asked him. I said, "Look, you know, my DJ is a is he's he's a crowd DJ. He knows how to you know play the records to get the crowd kind of hype. So I'm like, hey, we're running a little late. You know, can you do a little quick set where you play some of my music that I'm not performing tonight? He's like, yeah. <laughs> so he starts playing. Okay, so he's playing. You know, different world, catch up two intro. He's playing like the you know Chevy and Impala music two, three, Q and A. Like he's going in right. All of a sudden, you know." 20 minutes pass, he's still playing records. Now we're getting into like Haviland Savage territory. Like, dude, you can't be playing like my emo records, like my... You're lucky I wasn't there because you know I do keep um, in those jeans in my Dropbox. I just want to point out. Yo, that that one person at that party would have been thrilled. (laughs) That that was... It was at a church. It was at the church that I go to. So to like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to save everyone, we could that song does not exist. <laughs> and then he played KFC, and that's when I was like, okay, it's time to start the show. Cause he just let it play. Like it wasn't even like a play, you know, half of one verse and then like that. Like He's and then nobody nobody batted an eye except, you know, my ex who knows all of my material. She actually pointed out to me, she was like, Is that KFC? And I was like, Hmm, that is KFC. I gotta go in here and talk to my DJ. <laughs> So, any idea? What what is just humor me? Does it yeah. have to do with these uh, these waffle battered chicken tenders from Popeyes? What? Oh no, it didn't. You know what it was? It was just because of the beat that I was I was playing around with. So my mind was just thinking at a slower tempo, right? So I, I was just walking around. I was just I was hearing that beat. It just sort of I, I started mumbling like a, a like a screwed hook for, oh. for KFC Part Two. Oh my god. Oh. So how was the release party? was good? You happy with it? Amazing. Yeah, super amazing. Um, yeah, super amazing. Thank you again, everybody who came. I'm officially, like, stress-free now. So, you know, had a lot of help. Good turnout. Shout out to everybody who showed up. Yavis, uh, 
Cambino showed up. We did marathon. That was crazy. Um, shout out to oh my god, oh, it, it I man, it, it was just dope. It was really really dope. But mm-hmm. there is video. Um, it'll be out in a few weeks, and I will make sure that everybody knows about it so they can go and check it out. So yeah, super dope. All right. So where were we? We were talking about Frank Ocean, Chris Brown, but nobody cared about that. Um, you want to talk about the Sierra album real quick before we talk about sort of the the, the main part of the episode? Um, you know what the Sierra album kind of reminded me was that a lot of R and B, and you know I'm a big R and B head, but a lot yeah. of R and B, like it, it, the the divide between it used to be really really heavy. Where like you know every once in a while you would get an album that you know top to bottom minus you know two or three records would be solid to really good mm. but then you had some other r&b who they obviously like hey you know they brought like these two or three hit records to the to the label and the label's like i'm out in three months and they just like threw some stuff together yeah it's like okay hey let's match the tempo and the energy of this but it doesn't necessarily have to be good so like the first two or three songs would be great and then after that it would just get horrible that's what this Sierra album and another album that we're going to talk about later but it reminds me Sierra album is just like hey she came to them with Body Party and they're like oh crap let's throw some money behind her oh crap we got a Nicki Minaj verse now we really have to get the album out and this, they just drew some stuff together I, I'm it's, out is alright I like Where You Go the other Mike Will beat um, I do like that yeah that song is not bad Mike Will man Mike Will top of the world right now who knew him and Miley Cyrus who knew Oh my god! I still haven't. Did he produce that Molly Cyrus record? Yes, he did. I haven't heard it. Oh goodness! I haven't heard it. I've only heard. I've only seen you know like Vine gifs of of her twerking. Nah, nah, nah. Just said. listen to the song at least. Um, it's it, it's interesting, but um, no, you know it's funny. I thought Sierra's album was. Uh, I could see a lot of these records getting play on, quote unquote, urban radio. Urban. Urban radio, not um, none of these are crossover hits. Body Party really isn't, isn't even going to crossover anyway, right? I mean, that's what's really funny. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a dope sample on Body Party, but that sample alone sort of limits the uh, the crossover appeal because, like, we think of that record as like a classic, but that that you know, My Boo wasn't a, wasn't like a crossover smash or anything. Nah, right? That's a very particular artist, like a type of listener, but it works really well. Yeah. Um, but now you know, there's a lot of uh, serviceable records on here. No one's embarrassing themselves on this album. I give you that. It's a professionally done album. <laughs> <laughs> you said nobody's embarrassing themselves. <laughs> I'm trying to set a record for the most backhanded compliments. No, um, right. Nah, this album's nothing special at all. There's like three or four tracks that I might go back and listen to some other point, but nothing serious. Yeah, agreed. Um, anything else you want to say about Sierra? So, what, what's the second single then? Is it the Nicki uh, record? Yeah, Nicki record is the second single. They, they've already shot and released the video and everything. Oh, see how much I pay attention? Yeah. Hold on. Because they did it at the BET Awards that you never watched. What? You never watched the BET Awards, oh, I was, did you? I was being funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> my bad. It's all good. All these jokes were thrown and I missed the most obvious one. <laughs> Forgive me. Well, I didn't say who. I think that was the... <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I thought you didn't hear me. I so, said back then, they, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm out. Did get, get it got released to radio. Yeah, all right. So, wait, what else? Is there anything else on this that might be a potential? Living it up, which is the which is the other Nicki record. Mm. 
I don't know. Uh, anything else on here that could really? Mm. Nah, I, I mean maybe the future record. Where you go? But I mean, but good lord, like where's a future album? He doesn't need one. Like they're you know they're talking about that his album is what future Hendrix. Yeah. I don't know. Think they need Jay on that? <laughs> Not when it's me time. Um, <laughs> what? A- <laughs> God uh, bless hip hop, man. I'm um, gonna do. I'm gonna do Kairos two me time. Like no, nah, no. Nah, I mean, I, I like the idea, but of what Kairos um, two? Yeah, but see, you, we gotta expand that out to an acronym. Right. <laughs> we gotta come from <laughs> keeping. I don't know. Yeah, we you know. Keeping all inspiration relatively outside of the surface or something like that. Okay. We we might might work on that. Listeners, use the hashtag Clock Reader Speakers. Give me your favorite favorite Kairos acronym. Um, We'll we'll credit the the best one on next week's show. Um, (laughs) um, Let's see. Speaking of of, uh, Mr. Boats himself... Um, yeah. he got R. Kelly got him on this record called My Story. Yeah. So here's my problem with this record. I only say this real quick because I listened to it today and I'm a little confused because so we're fans of the dream. Yes. Right. The dream often gets serious inspiration from R. Kelly. Yes. It's an understatement. Right. The problem is this is like R. Kelly <clears throat> doing the dream. No, I haven't heard the record. Are you serious? I, I, I'm I'm serious. Wow. So it feels a little. I don't say meta. It's just it, it's a weird, weird record. People are liking especially it, especially because didn't R. Kelly kind of like backhandedly diss the dream? Like you know. Yeah, I mean, it would sort of be like if we heard a weekendish record from a, or an old an old weekendish record from the dream, right? We'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> I just laughed. I just thought of the idea. I just thought of <laughs> Dream like doing those weekend whales. I think the thing that made me mad the most about Weekend in that complex interview was the fact that he admitted that like sometimes he just incoherently like says stuff. He's like, oh, I just freestyle. And it like the zone. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so I want to go. I didn't do this yet, but this just reminds me to like go on Rap Genius and just try to see what they came up with. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, let's see. Cause we're, I don't know. We've mostly been sticking to an R and B theme this week, but do you want to talk about this before we get to the main topics, which is going to be Mayor Hawthorne, Robin Thicke and Justin Timberlake. Do you want to say anything about this Rick Ross record? I wonder um, why. What RIP selfies? I mean, anything you want to say? <laughs> Besides that, uh, Nah, I mean, what is it? Is this Mastermind? Is this Self Made Three? What is this? I have no idea what his label is doing right now. And when I found out, when I found out that that Levels isn't from a Meek solo project, but instead is from some MMG project, it's not, it's not even dropping for a month or so. I'm just like, really? Well, I mean, remember, Dream Chasers Three was supposed to come out May fifth. As soon as Levels drops, don't you scrounge up twelve tracks? 12 a meek mill anything with 12 tracks no they gotta at least have 25 (laughs) (laughs) on some old master p like yeah we're giving you your money's worth i mean yeah yeah but i'm you know 
as much as, you know, Meek talks about being in the studio, I mean, you know, I'm sure he has 15 records laying around that he can throw on a mixtape. But, you know, it's too late now. Levels oh. has already died. Yeah, that, that buzz has died. No, you know, is anybody talking about Mastermind? I feel like no. they've thrown out a lot of records. They have. Um, but I think I think what they did are, was are we on they, G, are we on Jeezy status yet? Nah, no. You sure about that? Let me let me yes. see if I can pull it. No. No. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Um. Nah. I need um. Um. I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? <laughs> Rick Ross. Oh, I mean, I I'm just assuming that this is. They did self made three. To be like like a smokescreen, like you know, poof, David Copperfield, self made three. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's still the funniest video. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's David good. Copperfield came out awkwardly, mm-hmm. and then they will. Oh, that's just that's just the greatest video ever. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm back. Yo, he's been on a lot of records this year. Who, wow. Ross? Yeah. Yeah. Got wow. to pay back that, that Def Jam budget somehow. Right? I guess. Right? I guess. Uh-huh. Um, all right. So let's see. Anything else you want to talk about before we get to the main topic here? Um. Nah. All right. So let's talk about the white boys. Um. I want to talk about your man, Justin Timberlake. Okay. So, is this a single? Is this a leak? I mean, there's a video for this now. Mm-hmm. Take Back the Night. Um, the rape song. I've said this before. Like, I know it sounds sort of overblown, but like, basically anybody who, who's went to a major college in the last like decade or so, you've heard of them. So, like, that's that, let me just say, that's a big chunk of his target audience. So, it's just a weird association, that's all. Yeah, because this is the the intent of this song is obviously like getting ready to go out. Like, let me like, like imagine it just comes off as tone deaf, right? It was sort of be like like the rapper. No, oh. <laughs> Waka Waka Flocka. Um, <laughs> it would be like if on the Robin Thicke album, if he had a dance record called Stand Your Ground, <laughs> <laughs> right? Just it would just be a little. T- <laughs> Now you want to make that record, don't you? That, 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 I do. <laughs> that goes right alongside KFC to... Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I need that. I mean, but you know, Robin Thicke has kind of gotten some backlash for... He has. You know, he has. Which is... Well, I don't think that's about... Yeah, but anyway. Um, we'll, we'll talk about, we'll talk about uh, Mr. Seeger <laughs> in a second. Um, <laughs> oh... <laughs> oh, this isn't supposed to be this funny. No, it it's just dead so <laughs> That is genius. Okay, go ahead and finish making your point, man. I'm now fine. I'm laughing. The best <laughs> The uh, best part is now I have the whole song in my head. Like I've got yeah. like the synth rise and it's like four on the floor. <laughs> yeah, we could totally th- 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 <laughs> Oh, this is so insensitive. <laughs> oh, it's awful. No, I mean, it comes off as that sort of tone deaf. I mean, I, I take it back. Maybe, 
like imagine if like because it's still real current so imagine if like a year and a half from now the first Robin Thicke single for his new album is Stand Your Ground yeah right I don't know well Take Back the Night happens every year so I don't know it just comes off a little uh, little tone deaf but topic so title aside let's talk about the song real quick and then let's talk about how people are reacting to it how do you feel about the song I like it um it it's not like boom like suit and tie was but i think that's because you know that was the first time we heard anything from justin in so long plus they um, ramped up the hype for that too i mean they didn't really right. ramp up the hype for this yet sure sure um but i like the song i think it's a dope record it's it it doesn't i don't know if it necessarily had and maybe it's just because there's been so much music out i don't know if this does the whole i have to hear this song this is you know it doesn't have that hold on me but it's a dope song i like it what about you um, it's almost like he heard blurred lines and was like, "Oh, okay, so you you don't want the you don't want the robotic Timbaland funk. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the the, the MJ Timbaland funk. Oh. This is such it is. I thought, see, I Fine China had the lead on the biggest uh, MJ ripoff of the year, but man, it did this. This this just like Usain Bolted, like like this has the lead." No one's catching up. I mean, this is, I mean, it's not a bad song, right? But I don't know. It seems a little soon. Like, why are we, like, he's, he, why aren't we just hearing more, why aren't we hearing more singles off that, off that first album? Yeah, there's no, I mean, God, Strawberry Bubblegum. Was there a video for Tunnel Vision? There was. It was really artsy. Oh, okay. That That was the one that had, like, it was like all the, Oh, like the Robin Thicke video where it had all the... Nah, see, the Robin you know, Thicke video was fun. Nobody was having fun in that Tunnel Vision record. Got you. I didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah, it was artsy, like, I'm going to be dark and mysterious, and there's, like, naked ladies, but don't worry. I'm, it's not... It's art, right? I'm not exploiting them. Like, all right, gotcha. stop it. <laughs> um, and, and Blurred Lines was, like, cocaine binge fun. Yeah, it was unabashed, right? I mean, he's joking about the size of his equipment right you know it's a uh it's it's tongue-in-cheek right it, it was such a perfect sort of you know alternative to what timberlake was putting out mm-hmm. um have you have you gone back and listened to that timberlake record the album yeah i have how do you feel about it still too much way too much way too still much too much it's a uh, it's not a summer record at all no, it's not. I don't want to hear Tunnel Vision right now. No, nah, I don't. Right? It's, yeah, that's right. It's a little dark. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with dark. that when it's like, when I'm driving to work and it's almost still dark in the morning. But like, right now? No. Nah. No, nah, I, I still really like Strawberry Bubblegum. Strawberry Bubble, really the like first it. half of Strawberry Bubblegum is incredible. It's too long. This Take Back the Night record's too long. And yeah. It's, and, and compared to the, you know, in, in, in 2013 Timberlake terms, it's kind of short. It's only five minutes. I'm serious. I mean, dude oh, made a. T- right. I mean, he made a ten-track album. That's you know almost like. Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> funny guy. Come on. Um. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm a little concerned about Timberlake right now. I, I take that back. I'm a. Li- I'm also kind of concerned. Now, that granted, we we already discussed how I don't really like Magna Carta Holy Grail that much. I'm really concerned about Beyonce's album. Well, she, you heard she scrapped it. I bet you she didn't scrap all those uh, 
Timberland beats. They said she scrapped everything. Well, they said cool. she had 45 records from Dream, Neo, Timberland, everybody. Uh, Fauna Roy, Stacey Barth. He, like, he, she, she had all the, big, all the big guns in, and she scrapped the whole thing and started over. Good for her. Um, I, think, I think Diplo said that or something like that. I think Diplo said that. She needs to do something different. She's a big enough artist where she can now. She, she can take a risk. She can take risks, and you know, sometimes. And that was the thing. Yeah, she Go wasn't. Ahead. She wasn't taking risks. No, she was going to take a risk, but the R and B sound kind of came back a little too much. Because to me, you know, it seemed like she wanted to. Her and Timberlake were going to be the first ones to do like authentic musical R and B, and then a bunch of people saw what was going on and like, yeah, we're going to do it too. And Beyonce can't do what everybody else does. Even if it's a small sect of people, she can't do what anybody well, else Well, let's does. not give her credit. She might be the biggest artist in music who's never had a classic. <sighs> you want to have that conversation, Doc? You want to? Because she hasn't. Never even close. Dangerously in Love's not no, a classic album? Not, e- not even remotely close. It's got mistakes, but it's a classic. It has mistakes. has a lot of mistakes, but so it's So it's, it's noteworthy. Oh, come on, dog. Now you... This is what we're going to do. We're going to do tears. It's levels to this. It's levels to this. <laughs> um, Anything after that has been trash. B-Day was cool, but... Or not B-Day. 4 was cool. B-Day was trash. Sasha Fierce was trash. What was the other one she put out? You see, we don't even know. Like, I mean, really... So, her first album had really strong singles. Incredibly strong singles. But after that, I don't know. I'm going to find this. I guess that was it. Yeah. Dangerously in Love, B-Day, Sasha Fierce, and Four. Yeah, because Four was a fourth album. Duh. Yeah, nah, everything after, yeah, I'm good. I mean, but B-Day was like, I don't know a girl who doesn't love B-Day. But that doesn't doesn't make it a classic, though, at all. All right. Um, Would you say then, out of... The artists in her level, she's probably one of them, especially considering how long she's been around, who has – she has classic singles. But yes. she has a staggeringly small amount of classic like album work. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely give you that. I okay. think every, every artist – because you know, people say that she's this generation's Michael Jackson. No. And, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not agreeing that she is. Okay. What I'm saying is, is Michael, Prince, Stevie, Marvin – um, you know, all of the noteworthy classic artists, they all have at least one album that you can just spout off immediately that's a classic. You say Stevie, Songs of Key of Life. You say Marvin, What's Going On, I Want You. You say Prince, Purple Rain. Like, what do you say with Beyonce? If she's at that level that people are placing her on, what? Then what? Then you yeah. start listing single ladies dangerously in love or crazy in love. Yeah, no, please, don't get me wrong. Incredibly iconic singles. Yeah, definitely. You know. Does anybody um, hear Fat Albert in the background? <laughs> I got my daughter on Fat Albert. Are you going to play the, uh, the Fatty Girl remix? <laughs> we were talking about that this weekend. <laughs> no, we're not. But if I can find the original version that had the Fat Albert. Oh, yeah, I got set, that. I'm sure you do. Of course I have that. Come on. Doom, da, doom, Oh my god! That the, was I, did you track, watch Ludacris? The Trackmasters version is actually better. It is better. It's a I whole lot. Pains better. me to say that. Um, did you watch Ludacris behind the music? 
Do you really have to ask me that question? No. I'm just asking. No. It's actually, it was actually pretty good. It's actually pretty good. I forgot. You know, we forget. I know I did. Okay. As much slander as I throw Ludacris way. Like, he was, oh. like, he was the man for a minute. He, um, joints. you know, back when Bangladesh was Chandra. Yep. Those first, those first two albums. I like the third album, actually. I was going to say, Chicken and Beer has some joints, too. I think it was downhill after that. But, yeah, it was. But yeah, you know, Chicken that, and Beer, that, word of mouth. You know, and, he's a great example of an artist who had... It was, it was funny. That was the time, like, he... That was 2000, right? Uh, when he when What's Your Fantasy came yeah. out? Yeah. Hit at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it felt like for a moment we were just going to have this huge, like, changing of the guard. You know, there was a lot of, like, just new artists coming out. Um, and, you know, okay. both those guys, to their credit, you know, initially... With the biggest success for both of them was that they managed to avoid the one-hit wonder, right? They had, <laughs> they had it's, strong singles, yeah. like right following right after, yeah. Nelly especially, but um, yeah. But you know, I mean, phew, Southern Hospitality. Oh man. See, I can't find the radio version, the video version with the different intro. Hmm. You know, because the album version, the beat builds up. Yeah. You know, I need the. Dun, I, mean, you could dun, just, I need that you immediately. Just snip it. I mean. You know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot. 2004 was a red light district that had number one spot. Yeah. Get back. Oh my God, child of the night. The potion. Remember how excited we were the first time we heard the potion? Yes. This song was crazy. By the way, kids, don't just go ahead and Google red light district. You probably want to Google ludicrous Ludicrous. red light district. Um, Yeah, release therapy wasn't that good. That was grew up a screw up, moneymaker, girls going wild. Moneymaker went. You know, and look, I, that was uh, that was not Pharrell's strongest time period. No, but it did. It did have War with God on there, though. I don't even. I, I don't even really remember that album, to be honest with you. That beat was tough, but yeah, after that, I, I never even heard uh, Theater of the Mind other than um, Do It for Hip Hop. All right, so back to Justin Timberlake. Um, I'm sorry. That's fine. We, we totally went, but of course, no. I mean, I might have to make a ludicrous Spotify playlist. So we've got we got his part two of his album coming out. Yeah, September thirtieth, right? September thirtieth. Yeah. So, you know, this is an official release with a video, which means there's obviously going to be a second single. There's got to be. Which I don't know. It just feels weird to stop pushing that first record, but I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe they feel like you know. Maybe they tried to push Tunnel Vision. You know, maybe maybe they just feel like. I mean, they, it's weird because he's a, he's signed to Live Nation, so. All those those concerts are sold out. Yep. You know, like it's one of those things where it's like, you know, they really need to be this aggressive, but I don't know. Um, well, I guess my my question is, is, you know, do they have to, you know, is it an instance where they can push both at the same time? They, you know, you know after after, you know, part two comes out. Then we can see a video for Strawberry Bubblegum bubble and then see another video for some song off, you know, the second half or. See the only way you know how it's too bad that the like the the real way to push to, the the better way to do this would the one way they could have done it would be if there was more time and then if the video the tour was over because then they could do like and if there was more time before Christmas because then you'd have the big Christmas like get both plus the tour DVD for mm. thirty dollars and you know every mom's gonna pick that up for the you know what I mean like one of those things um, but um, I don't know it what are the odds that it's 
that they actually honestly split up the tracks and said, let's take 10 of, the, 10, you know, 10 of these and 10 of these. And, you know, and that they didn't just say, well, here's the 10 leftovers. Now let's uh, warm them up. There's a huge danger of that, right? Nah, and how many like, of the tracks, like they claimed, oh, yeah, it's, you know, the other 10 tracks are done. I'm, I'd be surprised if you didn't go back and work with, and, and tweet, you know, maybe record a couple new ones. Like, I don't think this thing's just been sitting there in, in storage the whole time. I wonder, did Pharrell play him some records when they were doing BBC? It'd be like, look what you missed. Yeah, seriously. I mean, since you stayed with Jive. I would have loved, I really would have loved to have been there the moment that Justin Timberlake heard Blur Lines. That would have been an incredible fly on the wall moment. You know, I, I, I really just feel like he, you know, he would have just been, it would have just been su- such frustration, just like, man. But then it's funny because, you know, Robin has a record on his album that sounds like a Justin Timberlake record. Uh, it's probably the beat that Timbo produced, right? Yep. Um, you, want, you want to talk about this uh, Robin Thicke album? I mean, we can't really quick. I don't really have much to say about it. So Blurred Lines is by far the best record on here. Oh, far and away. Far and away. This, this to me feels like the, the same thing I said about Sierra's album. Where this they're is like, worse. Yo. Oh, yeah. This is worse than Sierra's album. Okay. Yeah. Th- this is, um, everybody remember Usher's album from last year? All right. Now I want you to oh. imagine... Robin Thicke doing a version of that with Blurred Lines as the first song. No, you bugging because that Usher album at least had a couple records on it. It did. I'm saying a Robin Thicke version of it. Like he definitely was like, oh, you guys want, you know, like he really went dance, right? (laughs) Like that. He did. This is like, this is like Coke binge music. Coke binge music. It is. No, I mean, you know, we got a, we got a couple Will I Am tracks got a dr luke track um timbo does uh take it easy on me and you is know there, who, is is pharrell on that album uh blurred lines oh duh that's it i i was thinking about the other record uh whatever track three is Ooh la la yeah that's uh that's robin thick he produces most of his own stuff oh. he always has that's why everybody getting excited that's why you know him signing to star trek has always been sort of a misnomer Right, um, like people are like, "Oh, we're gonna go to these frail tracks." No, you're not actually. And ironically, the record that we're gonna talk about at the very end here—that's you got more Pharrell on the Ma- on the Mayor Hawthorne than you do on the one on Robin Thicke's, right? Which makes no sense. Um, mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a there's nothing really exciting. It, it's yeah, you're right. It's all sort of like you could generically. I feel like he's trying to be the soundtrack for some like generic girls' night out. Oh, definitely. Um, and you know, if he can make money off that, you know, God bless. But I mean, I, I'm good. Coke boys, baby. Coke boys. Yeah, I don't really. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good here. Although, this has got to be the most random writing credit of the year. On that, uh, take it easy on me with uh, Timbaland on the production. You know who gets a writing credit? Oh Lord. Attitude. Attitude. Like. The rapper anything, who was, anything, anything, anything. Interesting. Yeah. I, oh, I remember Attitude. Yeah. The um, the other half of the Timbaland struggle circus. Because <laughs> it was That'd Timbaland. Can, please, can you can you make a Spotify a Spotify uh, playlist titled Timbaland Struggle Circus? Because that <laughs> it would just consist of like all those Timbaland Thursday songs. You, there'd be some of that. I mean, some of the stuff, you know, some of Magoo's later stuff. Uh, yeah, Shock Value 2. Shock Value 2. 
Um, but it would just be everything that had Sebastian on it that wasn't Indian flute. Or um, Indian flute. What, what do you like better, Indian flute or Indian carpet? Uh, Indian carpet was Indian better than Indian flute. Which one did you and uh, Flex Indian flute. <laughs> I still have that. <laughs> Yo, if me and Doc ever fall out, my career is over. <laughs> Are you going to put out a lost tapes and it's just going to be terrible? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Indian, oh. Indian carpet, though. You know, I think Indian. we ta- we talked about this when we did the Timbo Retro. Did we? Can, I don't which, think we did. We totally did because I remember pointing out one part, which is I used to be blown away by the beat to, to Indian Carpet. And then I realized when we did the Retro that it's just a straight sample. And that, that just hurt my soul. Question. Is Indian Carpet the one that, Timbo, that T- Twister was on? I don't think so. I can't believe I'm looking this up. There was a record on one of those Timbaland albums that Twister oh, was on. Oh, was that all was y'all? Like, Nah, it wasn't all y'all. No, no, no. Hold on. Uh, just, uh... Wait, what album was that? Uh, I thought he put out an album like in the early 2000s. Um... Was it the same one that Indian Flute was on? Yeah. Oh, because it was the same album. Was it the same album that had Drop on there? Remember <laughs> Drop oh, Fat yeah. Man School? That's <laughs> <laughs> Every time you hear, every time I hear the, the the phrase "Fat Man Scoop," I just immediately start hearing the, you know, "Fat Man Scoop," Kirkland Clan. Yeah, yeah, that's all I ever hear. He um, he totally missed out his calling on being like a like a, a principal school. That principal must have been wait. Oh wait wait. Oh, Indian flute was. Uh, oh no, Indian flute was another one. So wait, they had a there was Indian flute, which was on Under Construction Part Two. Okay. Which was somehow a sequel to a Missy album. I don't understand. <laughs> Remember that cop that ish, um, cop. No, no, no. Cop that disc. Cop that. Was that this? Was that the? That's great. That was the radio. No, yeah. Disc. So there was drop. There was all y'all Indian carpet. Oh, party people. Party people. Which was awful. It was Jay Z and Twister, right? Yep, awful. Okay. That's probably the. Well, no. Hold on. At one time, that held the record for the worst Jay Z and and Timbaland track. At one What's time. The worst Jay Z and Timbaland track. Ghetto techno. It's got to be up there, right? Although I still want to play that song right now. Hold on, Magna Carta. <laughs> oh, what do you got? Ah. I finally listened to those samples. I'm disgusted at Picasso Baby. I'm absolutely disgusted. Picasso Baby and Heaven. Straight heaven up. at least Heaven at least took a little bit of work. But Picasso Baby is just a loop, a straight loop. La Familia is pretty awful. La Familia is really bad. But it's not ghetto techno bad. It's not ghetto techno. I got to play this song. I have to. <laughs> not right now. Come on, man. <laughs> ghetto techno. <sighs> oh, no tags. I don't even think that was a song that like people were waiting like, yo, I can't wait till the tagless version of this comes out. I think everybody probably just still has the version with the tags on it. Anything else you want to say about this Robin Thicke before we talk about the star of, of tonight's episode. I like how I thought we're, we're like an hour in. I thought we'd be done by now. We haven't even gotten a marathon yet. Nah, because the first 20 minutes was just all coonery and buffoonery that we you know, <laughs> missed out on not doing a show in two weeks. Let, let, let's, talk nah. about, let's talk about your man, Marathon. Nah, this is your man. This yo. is my man. Yeah, this is your boy. Like, y'all be like exchanging emails. And- nah, nah, that's, that's, uh, that's not mayor. 
Nah, that's I know you I know you do with Francis, but I thought you did with Mayor too. No, nah, no. Nah. I've only I I've only met Mayor once. Um He was uh I don't even want Let's just say he definitely came off came off like a guy who was really enjoying the fact that he was now famous. Gotcha. Um, yeah, this was a very deliberate album. Well, like, so if you, if people haven't heard the whole, haven't really heard Mayor Hawthorne stuff, so he sort of started off as a, oh man, I don't even know how you want to put it, a pseudo soul. I mean, basically, the the way the story really goes is, so he he used to be a DJ, he was a DJ and a producer for, of all things, Athletic Mike League. Yeah, Peanut Butter Wolf, right? Well, Peanut Butter Wolf was. Peanut Butter Wolf's the guy who runs Stone's Throw. He was DJ Haircut, which is hilarious. Um, but uh, he started off by trying to make records that he would want to sample. Played a couple of them for Peanut Butter Wolf. And he was like, what is this? Like, he thought it was like a rare dig that he found. Because the two of them would like trade samples. He's like, no, no, I made this. And he's like, well, you know, we should put this out. I'm going to send you like contract, whatever. And he thought it was kind of funny when it came initially he thought it was just for you know to put out those two songs as like a, a single turns out it was for the album um so the first album is called the strange arrangement mm-hmm. um i love a strange arrangement it's got some joints on it you know i'll be honest he's very limited as a vocalist on that album right <laughs> needless to say um but like i wish it would rain Green wish I it would rain love. Listen, um, y'all, I've been trying to get Doc to sample I Wish It Would Rain for like 10 years. <laughs> he won't do it. Strange Arrangement's really dope. Um, he put out, I mean, he had a couple other, like he did some random things, like he did a couple live uh, things that sort of got leaked out online. He does a second album called How Do You Do, which is sort of a little bit more like, you know, by this point, you could tell like, okay, he's really making records that, um, that are going to try to sound good live, but he just wasn't there yet. Um, so, and he was still doing everything in house and it was a little bit more seventies than sixties before. It's okay. It's not bad, but dude puts on an incredible live show. I've seen him live three times now. I missed him. He was in Columbus last week. Oh, yo, his live show is unbelievable. He, he unbelievable. opened, he opened for uh, one Republic actually. So oh, like yeah, that, yeah. That he, was like, like I was, I was actually very upset that i missed that show oh see i, I don't want to see one republic like i he's they're coming to play in connecticut but i i won't go i don't want to go because i don't want to pay that much money to go see exactly because i think tickets were like 45 or something well, like he's, that and he's doing a solo tour now that he just put out tickets for um is he coming back to columbus yeah i was gonna say let me look um that's totally go. i just need to i need to hear some of these records live yeah, some of these records are. So wait, where's he going? He's going. Nope. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's going close. Yeah, see, like for us, it's really like he's going to like bro. He's going to Albany. He's going to Maine. He's going to Philly, but he's not going to see. The only thing I'm sort of holding because he's doing like the big cities on this uh, on this tour with One Republic. So he's trying to like hit out these other places that he's not getting on the big tour. Yeah. But I'm like, man, come on, like. I'm really surprised he's not doing a uh, like a little show in New York. Um, but um, oh wow, he's playing at Higher Ground in Burlington. That's one of the places I saw him at. But uh, no, you know he puts on a, his band is incredible. Um, he puts on a really really great show. I mean, even like the last show I went to, um, 
you know, it was a lot of the stuff from the second album, which I didn't really love, but it all sounded great live. So mm. then, so now this third album, you know, he was on Stone's Throw. <clears throat> now he signed to Universal. Oh snap! Okay, so he's got a uh, got some money behind. Got him. some money for the first time working with outside producers, and yeah. he's got a whole list. He's got uh, let's see, Jack Splash, who's done work with CeeLo. He's got Oak and Ace, who are known R and B producers. He's got three uh, Pharrell tracks, one on, and then another one on the on the uh, bonus tracks. Um, he just did another three song EP with Jake One. Um, yes, I need to get that. I've not gotten that yet. And Designer Drug, which was the first leak and ends up as a bonus track. That's Jake One. Um, so, uh, yeah, he um, they upped the budget. And, uh, and his singing's really improved. Yes. Um, you know, he's not all trying to be, uh, you know, a balladeer, right? There's, what, one ballad on this? Yeah, it's very up-tempo. Um, <laughs> And instead, he's sort of channeling like late seventies, early eighties, like Steely Dan, Hall and Oates. Yeah, which, which makes sense because yes, with the last show I saw him at, which was last summer up in Burlington, um, my uh, my brother and sister in law live up there, and they, it was crazy. Like they had one of those things where like the radio show sponsors a show, but like it's like one hundred four point one or whatever. So it was like ten forty one for tickets, and I was like, really, like. 1041 so like for four of us to go was like under 50 bucks with tax wow. i was like i couldn't i couldn't buy those tickets fast enough yeah um but no he did um he he did at least one holland oats cover and like the place went crazy so him and his band are gonna be really good doing these songs live but um so he's got a different sound now yes um do you, i mean what you want to go track by track here what do you want to do um you want to talk about the highlights i well, let me tell you i mean so before this what uh it's a lot of highlights on this uh what uh what what did you like from mayor hawthorne prior to this really it was just i wish it would rain other than that it wasn't really there was nothing that was like that really stuck out to me like that um you know but everything i heard wasn't like you know everything i heard wasn't bad i was like oh that's cool so uh so you like i wish it would rain Uh, yeah anything else Nah, I mean, nothing, nothing else really stood out. Um, and then, you know, in the midst of, you know, Magna Carta, gifted, born, sinner, Jesus, Doc's like, you got to listen to this May Hawthorne album. And Doc is really good for this. You're really good for this. Like, you'll tell me to listen to something mad different. What was the album you put me on to earlier this year? Things like uh, the two white, the two oh, white guys. Ink. Yeah. So I forgot what I was like killing earlier this year and you're like yeah you gotta listen to this ink album i'm like i'm totally not there i need to go back and listen to that again that, that record's tough the album is dope but it was one of those things like i wanted to hear it in different environments and my my brain and all that stuff i wasn't ready for it but that's really good for like totally throwing me a curveball when i'm trying to when i'm in one lane musically i'm like all right i'll hear it i'll listen to it whatever whatever and i forgot what made me listen to it but I was like, all right, and I heard, um, I heard her favorite song first. So that was the first single. I was like, I probably need to hear this whole album. Yeah, her favorite song. That's- oh my god, oh, this, the switch up on the bridge and the hook. Oh, oh god. Yeah. No, her oh. favorite song. See, we're, this is why he's gonna be smart. I mean, he has he has a pretty heavy female audience. Um, and uh, this album's only gonna do wonders for that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's some really great records. Like, uh, to think, uh, honestly, between so it's funny between the album, the bonus tracks, and the um, I gotta go. I gotta go listen to some more to the EP with Jake One. I feel like there could be a pretty serious 1.5 here because there's only a couple records that I'm just like, eh. I agree. Um, I agree. Um, the the one that really stuck out to me that I didn't like was the only one. That really like reeked of it feels like a like a bad Scott Storch beat. Yeah, the the piano does at the beginning, but then it sort of like picks up a little bit, but you're right, I would probably replace the only one. Cause yeah. like I would replace that with uh They Don't Know You. That Pharrell record off the bonus, which is crazy. Yeah. Um uh Wine Glass Woman. Ah. Don't play, don't play. <laughs> it's not the strongest song in that album. Oh, that it's, song is stupid. It's well what that's not that's not the best Pharrell song on the album. It's not. It's the second best though. Hmm. We reach out. Richard's the best. No. Whoa. Reach out. That's Richard. The Mike. Worst. <laughs> <laughs> now you know there's gonna be. There was way too uh, much. There's way too much getting along on this episode. Way too much getting along on this episode. You know. What? Reach nah. out. Richard is incredible. Nah. There's a run here. Her favorite song, Crime, Reach Out Richard. Woo! Man. You're just, you're just going to pretend that The Stars Are Ours just doesn't exist? Is that what we're doing? The Stars Are Ours is an N.E.R.D. song. That's why it's so incredible. It, it is. <laughs> it's funny. Like my, I'll, I'll give credit to my wife for this. She, she's good at picking this out now because this is what it's like to be married to a music nerd. Like when she listened to this, she was like, for some of these songs, like The Stars Are Ours, she's like, I'd rather just hear Pharrell sing that because it's so obviously Pharrell. Yeah. Wine Glass Woman is so obviously for real. Yeah. Whereas That's Reach Out I'm, Richard sounds a little different. Um, they Don't Know You sounds a little different. But I like The Stars Are Ours. And I think it gets better as it goes. At first, it sounds like uh, very um, seeing sounds in ERD. Yeah. It's doom, 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 doom. But then, very but then seeing it, sounds. But then, it, but then it, you know, it sort of goes. Um, it I really li- like crime. I really like crime. Crime Crime is growing on me. You notice... Uh, who? Who who does Kendrick sound like to you on his verse? Pac? Yeah, that first half is all Pac. Yeah. Um, super Tupac-y. I'm not super I'm not mad at that. Versace, um, Versace, super Tupac-y? Tupac-y? Metropolis? See, you you just you you just you're just playing with, with everybody who's who's waiting for you to do that Versace freestyle. I'm not doing it. I told you what happened. I wrote it and it ended up being a real verse, and I was like, this isn't funny, and I <laughs> and I deleted it. Like I'm not in, I'm not in the mood to like be funny anymore. See, like I want to rap. I gotta I gotta rap first. I gotta like get these bars off, and then I'll go back. You got bars, son? I got bars. <laughs> yo, I got some, <laughs> I got some bars. Um, Allie Jones. Allie Jones is stupid. <sighs> I was like, really? This is where we're going with this album. Stupid. Robot love. Robot love is tough too. It's cool. I kind of wish the dream did that. Mm. Like it's 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 very eighties, obviously, but like I kind of wanted it to go a little like I don't know. It's it's cool, but um, her favorite song's great. The only one, but Ali Jones, the Innocent, has grown on me a lot. I like Backseat Lover a lot. Um, All Better's dope. Where so the only the only one on the album that's a ballad really is Where Does This Door Go? Yeah, how you feel about that? It's cool. It's the one. It's one ballad. It's cool. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Um, then you got. So, did you listen to the bonus tracks? Yes. They don't know you. That is. They don't know you. 
They don't know you're retarded. Crazy. <clears throat> I like Fool a lot. Fool, um, fool is, is cool. I like Fool. The rest of them, yeah, they're bonus tracks. It's cool. Yeah, it's alright. But um, this is uh, this this, t- this took me by surprise because yes, I was afraid. I was afraid we were seeing a little John Legend with him. And let me explain what I mean by that. So please explain this because I already know where you're going and I'm already agreeing with you. So my wife and I, we used to be really big fans of John Legend. We saw him live. I've probably forgotten three times. Like 15 times or something? We saw him live like three times. seemed like every other weekend you were hitting me up like, yeah, we're going to a John Legend show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, John Stevens. I saw him when he was still John Stevens. John Stevens. What was was that? Oh, live from the Nim Factory. Sorry. Classic. I, Who needs the I weed? Need Who needs the weed, man? Yo, me and my wife still use that all the time. Anytime we ever say the word hi, we just look at each other and we're just a, Who needs the weed, man? Oh, that's so funny. Um, uh, actually, not even live at the Knitting Factory. That other... I'll, so, everybody listening, I'm sure nobody has this. I only have a crappy 96 version of this. It's um, Motherless Child... With an acoustic guitar, and it's John Legend. Is this the is this the Philly one? I don't know. It was, no, it's early. Like it's before Knitting Factory. I have a crappy version that I'm pretty sure I ripped from Real Audio from his original website. Oh, um, uh, remember we we ripped um, him singing X Factor <laughs> off his site, and I think you made a beat out of it. <laughs> Made a lot of bad beats. Um, oh man, mid two thousands, Doc and Armand, the struggle, the, the struggle, the absolute struggle. Oh, uh, the, the worst part is for the first I don't know fifty beats I made, I did not know how to program drums. A lot of struggle, a lot of struggle. So then, what'd you do? Looped, a lot of loops, a lot of loops. Man, wasn't until uh, you know, um, nobody knows like that. Uh, Oof. That era. I went back and listened to that beat and I just laughed so hard. Oof. So. thought hard. that was so crazy. I thought that was the greatest beat in the history of beats. Yeah. God, <laughs> that, but that, you know, that was like our dreamer because we, how many versions of Nobody Knows were there? Like eight, nine? Like we worked on that record for a while. We did. We did. Um, so anyway, so I was afraid that, so what happened with John Legend is his second, like he started touring. First, like his, a lot of his early stuff was just him and the piano. It was all good. Mm-hmm. Then he starts touring with the band, and then he starts making records that are designed to sound good live with the band. Mm-hmm. You talking about his first album? This is now into his second album. Okay, yeah, his second album has some joints, right? But then he just keeps going to the point where it's like, did you forget that your job is to be the guy in the piano? Oh, like, you know, he he, he got some money. Got the shave, got the model. So S- started making jingles for cars and stuff. What I was afraid of with Mayor Hawthorne was, you know, the first album was him all like totally self-produced. It was meant to sound really retro. And then the second album was him trying to make that adjustment to, well, I want to play this stuff live. I got this band, and it didn't really work out that well, right? right. Typically, it can be really hard when you go either from solo, like I'm producing. Or solo, like it's just me and a keyboard, to like how does this sound with a band, right? And especially if you're somebody who really likes to get out there and tour, obviously you want to make records that are going to sound good live. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think John Legend's ever come back from that. No. And I was afraid that we had sort of lost Mary Hawthorne. And instead he totally flips it and sort of goes in this other direction entirely. Yes. Um, 
I'm pleasantly surprised by this. One of the best albums of the year so far? Yeah, but, I, you know, look, this record's not perfect. No, 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 no. But I'm not saying but, it is. But it's really good. It's and, really good. And this year, that so far, that might be, en- that might be enough to... That's to, enough. That's so enough. It's, and it, if this is a, not in the top 10, then we're going to have a really great last half of the year. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I if mean, this is not in the top 10... Wow. And it, but not only that, in a in a in a top in a year where everybody's coming out with and I'm not just talking hip hop, like everybody's coming out with an album. Yeah. His album is standing out. I mean, and this is like the year of Blue Eyed Soul. Justin came back, Robin Thicke has the number one album in America, and he has the ble- the best blue blue soul, whatever. Blue Eyed Soul. Blue Eyed Soul album out of all of them. Yeah, you know why? It's funny. Uh... Justin, like that album just feels cold. It doesn't feel, um, yeah, I, I was going to say it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel warm. It doesn't feel <laughs> like, um, no, 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 it doesn't feel cold. No, it no, just no. doesn't it's feel warm. <laughs> it's room temperature. Tempid. It's a brisk, it's a brisk <laughs> temperature. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. It, do, and, it does feel. And the, the yeah. problem with Robin Thicke is the rest of the album does not live up to Blurred Lines. Not a, just because he's pulling, is, the, he's pulling the yoke yoke, right? He's doing just because. Go ahead. No, you know it's like the hey everybody, you wish. Remember, you know, like I'm blurred lines is. I mean, that's gonna win Grammy. Like you know, great song. Oh, probably getting overplayed at this point. I'm glad I don't listen to radio. Oh my god. Right. Um, I imagine it's <laughs> incredibly overplayed, but um, it's a great record. Great record. But um, the rest of the album, it's nowhere even close to that, right? And, uh, you know, where does this door go? Like, you know, my favorite song, I mean, her favorite song is the, you know, it's the first single, but it's going to be sort of a slow burn and he could just ride this out for a while, right? He's not a big, big name artist, so there's no like real urge. He's just going to go tour and just, you know, put out some of these records. Like, I definitely feel like, I don't know, I feel like second single, just because of Kendrick, I feel like should be crime. I think crime could get, I think he could cross over to urban radio. (sighs) I'm only saying it because I'm tired of Kendrick. Oh, oh, he's overdone it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's overdone it with guest verses. I'll still hear a solo song from him, but at this point, I'm ready for Schoolboy, and I'm ready for I'm really ready for Absol. I'm ready. Really, yeah, where is Schoolboy? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He was supposed to. That should have propelled him at least to a release date. What? Yeah. What is going on with Schoolboy Q? I don't know. Right. I think uh, ASAP Ferg kind of took his spot. That's kind of funny. Yeah, because now he's got. Um, he's got the Shaba record, which is like going crazy right now. He got Onyx on his album. That's kind of funny. <laughs> but it's like intriguingly funny. Like, hmm, you got Onyx, eh? Yeah, Collard Greens didn't go anywhere. Didn't do anything. That's a dope record, though. It's cool. Oh, Collard Greens is great. I like Ye Ye better than Collard Greens. No. Ka- Ye, Ye, sh- Ye Ye should have been... Like MTV2 regular rotation. Like that should have gotten him some sort of buzz and it didn't. And I don't know why. Mm. Is it because of Kendrick? I don't know. I don't know either. Oh, he's got an Alchemist record on this album? Oh, man. Who? Schoolboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about that, um, that uh, Alchemist and Willie the Kid project. We didn't. Good lord! We didn't really talk about hip hop much this episode. We a, didn't, because you know, we, we there's a couple things we could have talked about, but we didn't. I I'm mean, just gonna say good lord to that. 
right? The, there, there are some records. People got a little excited. That that there record some, with him, Bronson, and Rock Marciano yeah. was ridiculous. There, there, there are some records on there. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <sighs> I love that record. What the? The Kanye record. The Kanye record? Yeah, you just did Ridiculous in the RZA voice. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. <laughs> just that quick. Went out the window. Boom. Um... But no, where does this door go? Um, that's really dope. It's really good. Everybody, like, if you you know, if you made it this far and you haven't listened to it, like, please go, uh, go on Spotify at least, go listen to it. Um, but um, what else do you want to talk about this week, man? Anything else? Nah. This just got nah. really short. Yeah, so it's only like yeah. not even an hour and a half. Um. All right. So uh, I guess that's it for this week. I have no idea what we're talking about next week. I think it might be time to bring back some retrospectives. I know we, we've said that about 8,000 times over the past year, but, you know, feels right. Because there's nothing else really coming out, right? Um, yeah, not until uh, Big Sean and we didn't talk about Fire either. Oh, that Big Sean beat is crazy. I think he's three for three. Yeah, Beware sounds a lot better. I like Beware. I like Switch Up. I like Fire. None of these are Smash singles. No. But um, I you know I'm I think we're bigger Big Sean fans than some. Would you agree to that? Um, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people want Big Sean to win. I, I saw a really good Twitter rant the other day where somebody blamed um the reason why Sean didn't blow up on good music, where they like kind of set him up to win and then. You know, after that catapult, it was just like nothing. Like, good music didn't follow up. Because he should have, I mean, he should have had something to go along with the Bieber joint. But then the Bieber joint really didn't blow up either, did it? I don't know. It did well on pop radio, but I guess, you know, that only works if you have a pop record to follow up with. Like, he doesn't, I mean, the the quote-unquote urban radio audience, they don't don't need to know who Big Sean is. They know who Big Sean is. Big Sean can have a radio record anytime and he's ready. The problem is Guap flopped. And they should have went with Moolah. God, they should have went with Moolah. Yeah, I mean, you can. I, I'll, I'll take the bait and say that um, you can blame good music if good music selected the tracks that won in Detroit. Then mm. I'll believe you. Because half of those records on Detroit were like album worthy. Half of them? I thought that was, real, I thought that was a really good mixtape. I, that was probably the best mixtape last year, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think, man. I, my my attention span is <laughs> not my attention. My memory is is crazy. Like I don't remember anything. I don't know. I think what that was even in, was that in my top five last year. I don't know. Is it is our top on Clock Radio speakers? Is it on ClockRadioSpeakers.com? We don't list them. Hold on. We probably should. That'd be too easy. Uh, luckily, I have my notes. Good lord! What you got? Um, I, Evernote for the win? No, nah, I just I just keep all my keep all my notes. Uh, let's see. Okay, my it was number seven for me. Oh wow! It, yo, if I had to go back and read, bad. Um, let's just say I've got vicious lies and dangerous rumors in my top five. <laughs> That's a dope record, but you know. Although, to be honest, yeah, what would I change here? I don't know. Last year, uh, 
there's a big drop off after a good kid mad city and channel orange i know you you had a different a different uh perspective on things i did oh see you had a dream deferred in your top 10 i did and i and i'm still not mad at that okay cuz i still really like that album you got so mad at me that i didn't have life is good in my top 10 <laughs> Somebody had life is good in their uh their top ten of two thousand three to two thousand thirteen that we did on the Pulse Radio. <laughs> <laughs> my similar reaction, like what? Really? No. Oh my no. goodness! No. Oh my. I mean, somebody had Magna Carta as their number one. Did you kick him out? Keep in mind, this is three. This, the, the physical wasn't even in storage yet. C- come like, on! Like, but you know, like, I know people who think that this is his, like one of his best records. Do you? I- <laughs> You and you and you willingly like and I and I praised the album earlier in the show. I know of best. people. You know of <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I don't know no one. <laughs> I've heard it. Yeah, I've pe- heard of a guy before. Yeah, somebody's claiming. Um yeah. all right. Um I think that's it for this week. So everybody, you know, hope you appreciated this little brief episode after a, a week or so off. Um let us know what you think. Use the hashtag clock radio speakers. Follow us both on Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at CRS Podcast. Um, Yo, rate. retrospective. Submit some ideas for retros, man. Like, let's, you know. Actually, I had a good idea. I should, I should ask you on the air. Oh, Lord. Just, just because now there's, like, recorded proof and I have to, like, go along with it if I say nah, yes. No, you might like this. Okay, what is this? Jermaine Dupree. Oh! We get to cover a lot of Mariah, a lot of Usher. All the so-so deaf. Oh, we have to listen to a lot of Bow Wow albums, though. We don't have to do anything. We can cut it off. <laughs> we do like we did Eminem. <laughs> yeah. Like after 2003, they're like, and this concludes this. <laughs> <laughs> That's they're exactly. Like, what about? Nope. Rehab, recover. Nope. 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 <laughs> it ends after 2003. Okay. Yeah. I like Jermaine Dupree. All right. I like, yeah. I, I, like I know. That's why I said you might like that. Oh man, that's so I really wish I was at that social death twentieth anniversary. I know, oh, I wish I was at that show. Yeah, that that yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do So that. I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after, we gotta see where we're at, but next uh next episode, unless something major happens, will probably be a uh retrospective. We're gonna talk so so deaf, all things Jermaine Dupree. Ooh. There's gonna be a lot of Spotify listening happen over this next week. A lot week. of crisscross. <laughs> yes. <sighs> So um, that concludes this episode, and uh, we'll catch you all next week.